Are you someone who is fascinated by all the pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood stuff few people talk about because they're too embarrassed? If so, welcome to the motherload of all things taboo, or at least really wild and interesting. The Asking for a Pregnant Friend podcast is based off the book of the same name and dives in to all of the pregnancy, birth, and mothering topics that make many people blush or scratch their heads. I do all the boring research so you don't have to and bring you interviews with the leading experts and the topics I cover. I also share all the things about myself, Bailey Gaddis. I'm all about TMI. You'll also hear stories from brave women who gave permission to have their stories shared. So come along, my friend, on a journey into the beautiful underbelly of making, growing, and raising babies. All right, guys, confession. I was so jealous of all of the pregnant women and new moms when I was trying to conceive my second child. And then I got pregnant and promptly had a miscarriage. And that jealousy turned into this like red hot resentment. I I fixated you know, on what made these these glowing, childbearing women so much more deserving uh, than me of the one thing that I wanted most. Their their bellies felt like this this personal affront, um, and this jealousy was most acute when it came to my cousins, two of my cousins who got pregnant at the same time I did. I lost my baby, they got to keep theirs. The, you know, rational, loving side of my brain was happy for them. But the other side of me, the the really loud, emotion-led side, wanted to completely ignore their healthy pregnancies, you know, to to pretend that everyone else's world had had stopped when I lost my baby. So I did. I did ignore their pregnancies and I chose to focus on the women that were were also navigating the the grief of of miscarriage. I made them my my complete community. And this strategy it it eased my pain and resentment for a while, but but something was was like niggling at me and it was judgment. I was judging myself for not just like graciously dealing with my pregnancy loss, for not being happy for all of the pregnant women, for for feeling so much jealousy. Um, And that's when I started sharing what I was actually feeling with other people. Um, And this was not easy because I was pretty sure that feeling so much jealousy made me a really horrible person. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just, I just had to share it. So I opened up to my community of women, um, that had also had a pregnancy loss and gratefully I, I discovered that almost all of these women 
also felt intense jealousy towards towards pregnant women, um, towards new moms, especially those that that they knew personally, because obviously we see tons of pregnant women and new moms on on social media. But, you know, when you know those people personally, it's like, oh, you just you want what they have so, so badly. And this was a huge relief. I I didn't have a black soul. You know, I was having a very, a very normal emotional response to to my loss, to um, to the, the the trauma that I, I went through. So if you are in the same boat, if you are trying to become pregnant and you are just flooded with jealousy every time you see a pregnancy announcement or a round belly, know that what you're feeling is normal. You have nothing to be ashamed of, you know, but but because jealousy can be draining and it might cause tension in some of your relationships, here are some ideas that can help you navigate it. And these are ideas that were created through trial and error, through my own experiences, um, and that I bounce them off of, again, my community of fellow women who have had um, miscarriage or stillbirth. So first and foremost, I encourage you to tell your pregnant loved ones about your fertility struggles. So one of the best ways to feel, you know, more connected and less resentful of pregnant friends and family members is is to share your story with them. Because so often when we open up about the pain and frustration we're experiencing, we actually learn that so so many of our loved ones can relate. Um, you know, for example, when I finally opened up to one of my pregnant cousins about my miscarriage, she shared that she had also had a miscarriage before conceiving the the child that, that she was pregnant with. Um, you know, of course, I wasn't happy that she had also gone through this loss. I didn't take pleasure in her pain, but it helped my jealousy fade. You know, it helped me realize that, okay, she's not someone that's only touched by blessings and that she somehow like deserves this perfect pregnancy more than I do. You know, she she knew my grief. Um, she understood it. And that made me feel less alone. And I wouldn't have found out about her loss um, unless I had opened up about, about my own. I also encourage you to avoid comparing yourself to others. You know, one of the most damaging aspects of jealousy is that it can cause us to, again, make, make those comparisons. We might start analyzing why we feel that, again, that that pregnant person is more or less deserving of motherhood than than we are. We might try uncovering, you know, the, the secrets of what they did to become pregnant that we're not doing. But this train of thought, it rarely leads anywhere helpful. You know, it often just intensifies our resentment towards that pregnant person or, you know, or makes us get get down on ourselves. You know, I got I got so obsessed with these comparisons that I would I would start thinking back on things I had done that that probably gave me bad fertility karma. And then like this all those nights in high school where I drank too much alcohol or this or that. I mean, I really went went down the rabbit hole. Um and and then I would convince myself that all the pregnant people were probably pregnant because they never did anything morally questionable and therefore they had good fertility karma. It was an exhausting and, and pointless 
and painful process. And the thing is, you know, there's often no clear reason why one woman is able to to quickly develop a healthy pregnancy and another is not. You know, sure, there are things like like lifestyle, age, genetics, other health-related factors that can play a part, but it's not uncommon for two women of similar health and age to have vastly different fertility journeys. So when that urge to compare creeps up on you, try to redirect your mind. You can do this by making a list of all of the proactive ways, you know, you're supporting your fertility health, uh, connecting with someone who can relate to your frustrations, or, you know, you can simply engage in something totally unrelated to fertility that just makes you feel good. All right. Something else that we should probably all do more often um, is to mute the social media accounts that trigger you. As you might have noticed, social media can be an emotional minefield. It can constantly, you know, smack you in the heart with with yet another pregnancy announcement or birth announcement when you least expect it. You know, there were so many times when I'd be having a good day, you know, a day where I wasn't consumed with lot with thoughts of um, my fertility challenges, of pregnancy loss, and then like, bam, social media would remind me that my uterus was still empty and pretty much every other woman was pregnant. Obviously that wasn't like true, but that's how it felt. So you can take back some control over your, your mental and emotional health by doing as I did and muting all of those triggering accounts. When you are eventually pregnant, then you can turn them back on and like bask in that community. But, but for now it will probably be too painful. All right, next, find a community of women who know what you are going through. You remind yourself that you are not the only woman who has had a, had a loss or is struggling to get pregnant um, by, by connecting with other women in a similar situation. There are so many great communities out there, you know, online and in person for fertility struggles, for pregnancy loss. Um, so again, you can connect with those support groups online or in person. You can engage with social media accounts aimed at at that topic. Um, However, know that, you know, each support group and online community is not created equal. It might might take some time to to find the right fit for you. So for, for support groups, I encourage you to sit in on one or two meetings to see if you resonate with the group. If you don't, just move on to the next one. Keep doing this until you found a community that makes you feel really, really safe and supported. And, and the same goes for online, you know, social media um, accounts. Spend some time, you know, perusing the posts, the, the comments on different accounts, searching for the one that has, you know, the, the vibe that you're looking for, because each one will probably have a slightly different stance on fertility struggles and pregnancy loss. And so once you have found your people, I encourage you to really engage. While while it can be tempting to just like sit on the sidelines and, you know, see what other people are talking about, true support often comes when you share your story and you start to make one-on-one connections with other women in the group. 
Next, say no to social obligations that will put you in an uncomfortable position. You know, if you receive an invitation to a gathering that will place you in a space with with pregnant women or new moms and you just don't feel up for it, you have every right to say no thank you. You shouldn't have to sacrifice your emotional comfort for for the sake of socializing. So so if that invite comes and all of your instincts are saying no, do that. You know, you can make up an excuse um, or you, I mean, again, you can just say no, thank you. Or, you know, if you feel emotionally safe with the host, you can be straight up and tell them that the situation will likely be too triggering for you. You know, thank you so much for thinking of me and inviting me, but I'm just not in a good space to be around pregnant women and new moms. Um, And this is where it can get tricky. If the host is the pregnant person or new mom, um, you can also tell them that, you know, you're, your resistance towards seeing them has nothing, nothing to do with them and their baby and, and everything to do with you and your fertility journey. It's, it's really not personal. Um, and you can just share that you're, you're navigating immense grief and, and being around someone that, that has the one thing that you want so badly can feel heartbreaking. All right. Um, so kind of, Bouncing off of that one, um, create ground rules for get-togethers with pregnant women and new moms. Because there will likely be times when you do want to connect with loved ones who are pregnant or or have a new baby. Um, So for those interactions, it can be really wise to create some parameters. The, The first that I recommend is that you ask your loved ones to not bring up pregnancy and motherhood. You know, let them know that it's a really sensitive topic for you. And if you feel like discussing it, you will bring it up. The next one is that they don't offer, this is a big one, ask them to not offer any advice for your fertility journey. It can be super annoying when someone that has a healthy pregnancy or a new baby starts like throwing out all these fertility tips you've almost certainly already tried. And of course, like if you want, you can let them know like, I'll ask if I want tips or like I want to hear about how you got pregnant. But you should be the one that seeks it out. They shouldn't just like dump all these fertility tips on you because it can be so annoying. All right, next up, give yourself space and time to regularly feel all of the feels. You know, because trying to suppress emotions can make them fester, it can be really helpful to create intentional moments where you allow jealousy or resentment or anger or whatever it is that's coming up to to move through you. And so to do this, you can set aside an hour or so, find a cozy private space, turn off your phone, and just let your mind go there. Let yourself think about how unfair it feels that all these other people are getting pregnant, that you keep having your period, that you were that you were so sure that you would have a baby in your arms by now and you don't. Um, you know, if tears, if rants or whatever needs to come up, just like let them give yourself permission to feel. Um, you know, regularly engaging in this release, it can be one of the best ways to lighten your emotional load and, and move forward. And above all, above all, remember that 
you do not need to feel ashamed for the emotions that arise in you when you are trying to conceive or after you've had a loss. You are not a bad person for not feeling thrilled when loved ones get pregnant. You know, you get to put your heart first and focus on loving yourself as as you take your next steps towards towards meeting that that healthy baby that is somewhere in your future. Is pregnancy or early motherhood making you feel other than? Is it triggering all sorts of weird emotional and physical stuff you are sure no one else is going through? If so, get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend, 101 Answers to Questions Women Are Too Embarrassed to Ask About Pregnancy, Childbirth, and Early Motherhood. This book is like the modern-day Dear Abby for pregnant women and new moms who want to get straight yet loving answers to the pregnancy, birth, and mothering questions they're too afraid to ask, those questions that make you blush. You can get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend on Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold. To dive deeper into today's topic of jealousy, I interviewed Megan Rudd Van Alstein, who is a licensed psychologist and one of my closest friends, and somebody that I deeply trust to help myself and other women explore these more murky aspects of pregnancy, childbirth, and early motherhood. Hi, Megan. (laughs) Hi, Bailey. Thank you for coming back on to talk to me and sharing all of your wisdom that I could always use more of in my life (laughs) on all topics, Uh, but especially this one, you Mm. are definitely that uh, friend in my life that I feel comfortable sharing. I don't know if I would call it like the darker pieces of myself, but maybe I would like the stuff that you think about, but you don't really want to admit to most people because it like induces shame or, you know, all sorts of emotions. And so even if you weren't a psychologist, you would still be this person for me, but it's so amazing that you have all of that training on top of it. Um, and so, yeah, I want other people to be able to utilize all of your knowledge. So today we're talking about obviously jealousy, but specifically jealousy that can be triggered when somebody has gone through a pregnancy loss or is struggling to become pregnant and suddenly it seems like everybody that they know is getting pregnant with healthy babies they're birthing healthy babies and this topic came from my own experience you know first struggling to become pregnant then becoming pregnant having a miscarriage and then taking a decent amount of time after that to get pregnant again so I, you know, experienced this personally, and then I've had, you know, lots of women that I work with that have, they, and they call it admitting to it. They like whisper it because most of us feel shame around it, I think, because in our culture, I think there's that perception that you should just be happy for somebody else if they have a blessing. Like, obviously they're not doing anything to you. They just got pregnant. It's not a personal insult, but I 
felt that it was, even though I knew consciously that wasn't true <laughs> and that I wanted so badly to be happy for, you know, specifically two of my cousins that got pregnant um, and went on to have healthy babies. And I had that miscarriage. Um, so where am I going with this? Yeah. So if I was sitting in your office and I was specifically bringing up feeling a lot of, of shame for these feelings of jealousy, what would you say to me? <laughs> well, um, I mean the, the jealousy. Okay. So jealousy is like a normal human emotion. Like it's part of our repertoire of emotions. So there's nothing wrong with emotions, right? We, we can judge the ourselves or other people for having them, but they're just inherently a part of the human experience. So including the ones we don't like, you know, <laughs> which is most of them, um, including <laughs> jealousy. <laughs> right. Uh, so, and, and the, you know, feeling the then compounding, you know, shame that makes it worse or self-judgment is that makes it worse. Um, so, so of course it's a normal, natural reaction giving, given the situation you were in. And I don't know, I don't know the stats on, you know, how many women experience the jealous, you know, being jealous of pregnant women, but it's a thing. I mean, I wouldn't say this if I was, <laughs> if we were in a therapy room, but um, like I even experienced it, like it, I saw it start to creep up and I didn't have problems getting pregnant the first time, but I wanted a baby and we weren't quite ready yet, you know, in our life situation to have a second baby and just that wanting to have a baby and knowing that it wasn't time to like try yet was um, enough to bring it up and be jealous and resentful of of women walking down the street. <laughs> and it's crazy how strong those feelings are. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I would, you know, obviously I'd tell you that like, it's okay to have those feelings. That's a normal, natural thing. And if we read jealousy as um, a fear of losing something, um, losing something that you have, Meaning, um, I guess some people differentiate that from envy is wanting something that you don't have. But in this context, it's like losing, it's losing a, um, a dream or a conception, right? Or a hope or a wish for yourself, like a potential. And maybe that won't happen for me mm -hmm. or this time around, it won't happen for me or won't happen in the way that I want it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's what's the fear of, of losing that potential. Um, and those are sometimes the hardest things to lose, you know, our hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. And so it's really a, a, a conflict within ourselves, right? Uh, a, a fear that, um, this might not happen to, for me. And then that's of course, put on to people while it's happening, that it is happening for, mm -hmm. And what would you recommend if, you know, and I had a family member that really experienced this, um, the jealousy and, um, and then a lot of like resentment that she felt 
deeply impacted a lot of her relationships. Like luckily for me, it's like the family members are pregnant. They're in Texas. Like I wasn't really in a position where I had to physically be around a lot of these women when they, when they were pregnant. Of course I teach childbirth preparation for whatever reason, those women didn't trigger me. It was just personal, you know, friends and family members. Um, but with, you know, the um, family member that I'm talking about, her, you know, relationships were really damaged. And um, so, so with that said, if a woman, if, if this jealousy, if this resentment is like deeply impacting her personal relationships, it's not just something she's feeling and personally dealing with, but it's maybe causing her to say lash out at a pregnant friend or family member. Um, I have another piece to this question, but I'm going to start with that. What would you say to her again, if it's impacting her relationships, how could she navigate that? So it's not as damaging to, to her. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a couple of things. So when it, if it gets, if it's at the point where it's damaging relationships, that's a time to get help with it, mm -hmm. you know, which is usually going to be a professional, you know, um, a therapist of some sort, mm -hmm. if it's gone, you know, gotten to that stage. Um, what, what she could do personally, or what one could work on, you know, within themselves to prevent it getting to that point, mm -hmm. um, is acknowledging that, you know, the jealousy is carrying a message and it's usually in this situation, it's pretty clear what the message is. Um, you know, the message is, you know, I want to be pregnant. I want a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's always the difference between you know it's it's giving making you very clear of what you want that you don't have which is the gift of the jealousy right is making that very clear how much you know how much you care about this idea this dream or you know this potential reality yeah. and so it's really validating in a certain way um, in, in kind of honoring that passion that one has. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, you know, part one, um, part two might be something like, um, well, you know, am I taking all the steps that I need to, mm -hmm. to do this? And probably in this situation, again, probably, yes, you are, you know, given your, your means and your resources. Um, so but that's also helpful in like directing that energy or can be helpful um it can be super helpful to talk to people that you trust about it so people that can contain this really big passion is what we're talking about like people that can hold the anger that is alongside of that passion and so that's probably not going to be the person that it's directed at um, it's probably, you know, it's going to be someone who you is a reliable person that you can trust and talk to. Um, and it might also be your partner, but your partner might also not get it also. So, um, you know, it's, I think it's good to be upfront about it, but they might not be able to be consoling or do anything helpful. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> sweet husband yeah did not <laughs> did not understand yeah and and so something that i thought about you know when you were talking about that kind of like communication piece um you know and i 
definitely like I had that instinct, you know, like one of the cousins that was pregnant, I'm, you know, really close to, but I was like, she is not the person to talk to about this jealousy. Um, but okay. So say for example, I received an invitation from one of those people and they're like, come, come to my baby shower or come, you know, celebrate this thing or just come out and have like lunch with me. And I felt like I'm, I'm not ready. I don't want to do that. I feel like it's going to trigger me. You know, what would be a way to, you know, honor my feelings and communicate to her that, that I'm not in a good place for that without it making her feel like it's it's personal or like she did something wrong what would be a healthy way to navigate essentially Mm. turning down invitations to connect with the women that are triggering you yeah no I think no I think that's great I mean even backing up before that like I think it's great the idea of honoring yourself like I'm not in a position to go to this celebration Mm -hmm. because I'm you know I'm not feeling it Mm -hmm. um to put it mildly, mildly. Uh, but I think, I think, you know, it, it always depends on what level of relationship do you have with this person? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's an ongoing relationship, you, if it's an acquaintance, you might just decline it. Right. Yeah. I'm busy that weekend. If, right. But if it's someone like, you know, a cousin or a closer friend, um, someone that you are going to have a continuing relationship with, they, they, you know, I think it would be, it's totally fine to, to say, I'm, you know, this is, I'm struggling with getting pregnant and I, and I'm just not in a place where I'm able to, um, you know, be there for people mm-hmm. essentially yeah. some version of that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's fine to tell people, I think it's even really, um, you know, it can strengthen if you're, if someone's feeling ill, if you're feeling alienated from a friend, if one is, then saying, well, I'm alienated because of this, it's really not you. It's like this thing that I'm dealing with, like that can bring the, in the two closer in a certain way than just ignoring them for, or avoiding them for years or for months or whatever the time frame is, because mm-hmm. then the person's going to be like, what happened? Mm-hmm. So in a certain way, just being really like, um, you don't have to be super detailed and go into all the deepest, darkest things, just be, you know, name it and then kind of move on, mm-hmm. um, can be really healthy for relationships. Yeah. And, and in closing, let's like, let's flip it. So what say you're the woman that is pregnant and you're so excited and you're so happy and you want everybody else to be excited with you and you have that loved one that, you know, is feeling that jealousy is not wanting to connect. Um, and you're having a hard time understanding it. You are taking it personally. What Hmm. would you say to, to that woman? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's, you know, um, that they're going through something. It's not actually about you and your baby. Like it's about them and their struggle. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to take it on, like just let them work through their, their stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and is it upsetting that they're not happy for you? Well, yeah, of course. And then you can, you know, deal with those feelings. Yeah, I'm disappointed that my friend can't be here when I really needed her, mm-hmm. for example. Um, you know, and, and 
examine what feelings that brings up. It's probably going to be somewhere around rejection, loss, abandonment feelings. Yeah. Um, And so then, you know, really looking at those and feeling those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm all about like sharing and being authentic, but in this particular situation, would you agree that it is probably best, you know, to, to not bring those feelings to the friend that is in, in her own pain, you know, to say, you know, I love you, but this is making me feel, you know, really rejected or what, whatever it is. Oh, I see. If you agree that like, if you're having those feelings come up, you know, you're the one that's pregnant, it's probably best, just like we were talking about, you know, the, if you're the one feeling jealous because you can't get pregnant, you know, you want to talk through those feelings with, a, a trusted source, somebody that's not the, the trigger for you. So same with this, you know, if you're pregnant, you're so happy. Would you agree that it's probably not best to <laughs> share, you know, with the, with the woman that can't get pregnant, how she's making you feel by not being happy for her? Yeah. A really okay. Long-winded way of asking a question. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that, that um, if it's something like rule of thumb, when we're super triggered about something, so on either side of this, you know, dynamic, mm-hmm. that's not the time to share our feelings. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's when it's going to be destructive. Right. Like, right. so let's say the woman was like, you know, either in either side of this dynamic. So they're, they are resolved, not resolved, like it's all gone, but resolved, like it's neutralized. Like I get what's going on. It's still upsetting for me, but I'm not like, it's, I'm not under its sway. Mm -hmm. in this moment, Mm -hmm. then that, that is, I guess I encourage people if they're able to find that moment Mm -hmm. to say, wow, I understand, you know, I understand you can't be, you know, be a part of this and, or be happy for me. I totally understand that it's, it's a, it's kind of sad for me because I love you so much as a friend, but I understand for instance, something like that. And that can actually deepen you know, and make it more real between the, oh yeah, this is my friend. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can have a really healing effect. If, if one is not in that state of mind, yeah, I would encourage you not to, yeah, <laughs> not to vent or not to share your feelings, you know, with that person. Yeah. To maybe wait till you're in like a more neutral space emotionally before having any kind of communication around that. that topic. Yeah. And not expecting much, like on both yeah. of these going both directions, you not expect, but just, you're just kind of stating where I, I am at, mm-hmm. you know, not like where you put me, mm-hmm. but where I'm at in this situation. Yeah. Um, and then just, you know, letting it be like, maybe this other person has something to say about it. Maybe they just are going to take it in yeah. and for that to be okay. Yeah. Not having expectations is what I'm trying to say of the other person. Right. Well, thank you so much. I wish I had this conversation with you like 16 months ago. <laughs> I wish I had better things to say 16 no, months ago. This is so helpful. <laughs> and and again, it's such a huge thing that women go through that again, I think so many don't don't talk about because there is so much shame around it. So I think it's really helpful to have information on how to navigate this tricky time. And, and luckily I can say from experience is those feelings pass that jealousy passes and, you know, you can get to a, a healing space with these, with these women, but it takes, takes time. And I think these tips are really going to help women not 
experience too much damage in their relationships along the way. If you can like, subscribe, comment, that would be so incredibly helpful. That will allow me to keep providing this content for you guys. All right. Love you. Are you newly pregnant and overwhelmed by the prospect of navigating this journey? Are you hoping to find calm, empowerment, and transformation, but don't know how to make that happen? Enter the book, Feng Shui Mommy, creating balance and harmony for blissful pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood. This book is a holistic companion for pregnant women who wish to awaken their spirit, harness the true potential of their mind, and nourish their body before, during, and after childbirth. This book provides in-depth guidance through all four trimesters, offering specific suggestions for mind, body, and spirit nourishment. It allows mothers to welcome delight and curiosity into the journey while embracing each phase with purpose and calm, and even a sense of fun. You can get your copy from Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold. Whoa.